the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. Hey, hey, hey. You're listening to The Green Room. This is Johnny Pemberton, and I'm trapped in here. Smells good. Shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on latalkradio.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We have an amazing show to you. The show is being brought to you today by LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, the leader in self-help legal documents. LegalZoom is not a law firm. No, it's a self-help legal service business. And you log on to LegalZoom.com. They can help you out with trademarks, patents, wills. You're going to save up to 85% what you'd normally pay at a normal legal law firm. But... Besides getting 85% off, you're actually going to get an additional discount if you enter green in the checkout code. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the show, 323-203-0815. I'd like to welcome onto the show the announcer of the program, my left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for coming on. Zip it up and zip it out, my man. All right. Nice. Quoting the Dave Chappelle, getting an off gun. I like that. Well, speaking of comedians, we have uh, another one in studio, Andy Kozell. Andy, thanks for coming on the show, man. Waka, waka, waka. Uh, what is that, uh, Fonzie, or a Fuzzy, what's his name? Fuzzy Bear. Fuzzy Bear? The Muppet Baby. You are stealing his uh, intro? You, uh, well, he stole the other one Chappelle. Right. <laughs> right. We can't, as as radio personalities, we can't come up with Except our own. Except came up with. Came well, you think this is easy, and you sit here like, oh, I'm going to be so funny, and I was like, you see that green light come on, like Cindy Brady, remember that? She was just like, oh, the red light. Yeah, totally freaked she out. She totally freaked out when it went blank. I try to always say something different, and sometimes, like, that was pretty corny, I got to admit. But I didn't know what else <laughs> to say. Like, I couldn't think of any, any I, so, I feel like you had that ready, though. or yo, or... No, right. Well, I, yeah, Logan, just now, yeah, Logan, you don't need to force it. You know, I felt like just follow your heart. You know, normally you get you get a good solid intro because you don't think about it. I, I think earlier he, in the week I thought like, right, look, oh, that'd be a good one. On his maybe paper, if piece of paper says zip it up, zip it out. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Don't re- don't reveal his notes, Andy. That's unprofessional. You know, this is completely unscripted program. Uh, well, thanks I drew for coming. it out. I drew a zipper. Anyway, <laughs> drew a diagram there. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Andy. Uh, what have you been up to since we last talked? Um. Uh. The Last time we talked was the Blackhawks beating the Phillies, huh? Yeah, beating the Flyers. Flyers. Yeah, Flyers. I actually have a Flyers T-shirt on now, so yeah. I guess that well, was that was, that was tough that was, times. Uh, May or when was it? Yeah, I think Stanley Cup, uh, late May, early June, somewhere around yeah. then. Summer went fly- How's your it, summer it been? It was a cruel summer, man. I gained like 15 pounds. Ugh. And when I just ate it with my friend at Larson's Steakhouse here in Ventura. I mean, it's not brought to them by. Okay, yeah, that's all right. We can we can throw out the plug. Maybe we'll get a free steak. He's actually here. Uh, Let's uh, bring him on. What's your Rick, right? Yeah. How you doing? Hey, Rick. Rick, Rick's, a, Rick's a comic too. We're both okay. Comics. Nice. We so, actually we actually did a, a little web uh, funnier die thing that's gonna be on the web tonight. Yeah. And what were uh, you guys working on? These three. Uh, what, do you want to reveal it? Yeah. Or what? Well, I mean, we could reveal it here. We uh, we're doing a parody on the Saw movies. Maybe you've seen them. Um, and uh, takes place in an office situation. They're going to be called Sawfist, and you're going to love it. We're hoping to get oh, okay. 100 views. So did the green room just break this story? That's pretty bad. <laughs> no, this is this is new. This is new. We're, we're we're doing it all day. And then we went to Larson's. 
Uh, nice. What what kind of what do you get over at Larson's? What's the? What's uh, it the actually cut? wasn't as good as last time. That's what we were. <laughs> the, the seasoning wasn't it wasn't uh, perfect. But, and you know, we heard people in the bathroom in the urinals even going like, oh, it's a lot worse than last time. Like you know, like people in the bathroom. Didn't how do you like, mess? How do you mess we up think a steak? Like the, the chef or. We got divorced tonight or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I remember I went to... Whatever, whatever would screw up your culinary yeah, skills. Well, yeah. you know when you get a divorce, you're light on the seasoning, apparently. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I, if anything, you think that'd be great. You know, the the cut of beef would be nice and tender because you'd just be pounding it with the oh, mouth or tender. whatever. It was very, very oh, okay. tender. So it was the seasoning. Now, he had the heavy hand. was like an old boot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so I get... To clarify, this is not being brought to you by Larson's. I don't think they would pay for this kind of advertising. No, no, and also fine. to clarify, people don't refer to meat as old boots anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, like the 40s, I think I think any kind of boot wouldn't uh, wouldn't taste good, regardless of the seasoning. <laughs> I once went to a uh, a restaurant in Pasadena, and I guess uh, the the server there was telling us it used to be an all you can eat Brazilian place, but I guess uh, the chef or whatever, or the guy who would you know slice up, you know how they do it, they get that big uh, like a, like spit a, um, of um, you, you get that chow thing, yeah, like a fogo de chow, they give you that big piece of meat, and they come by and then they mm. slice it up. I guess the the chef over there was an alcoholic. And he got to the point where he was like cutting off pieces of his fingers, and it would like there was blood getting in the food. It sounded really awful. How, how would they even? How did they know? They just the guy went insane, and they just had. A I, I think they just came in there and just saw back. all these cuts on his hands, and it kept happening. So I guess how they had to let seasoned? him go. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. They're I called, didn't, they're uh, called uh, gauchos. I'm sorry. Those waiters, they're called gauchos. I think you know. The, oh, okay. Oh, oh, the actual. Things, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, like, I thought you meant people who cut themselves in food for pleasure. Like, oh, oh, like, those are cutters. They have their <laughs> they have their own uh, yeah, their own their own term. Oh, I, a couple I, know of, I know a few of them, and they dance over the uh, spirit and rhino. Oh. So now you you told me before that uh, your friend's getting married. Yeah, well he uh, I'm not gonna say his name because he this is a, this is a felony. Sure. So, uh, he uh. He met some girl. And one of one of many uh, friends that you are, know that are committing all, felonies yeah, as we're speaking. Is it felonious? Yeah, they're all um, felonious. So he uh, he's in a little bit of financial trouble. So he meets this really hot girl. And she needs a green card, and she said that they'll pay him like twenty grand. But we think he's what he says. But I think it's like, <laughs> my friend said no, it's more like two. But he just needs some money to get out of the trouble. Right. And uh, so he's a big party animal. He's like. On a, we're gonna have a bachelor party this Saturday, so all of us are getting together for this bachelor party. And <laughs> so he's just gonna take the two grand he's gonna make off marrying this chick and have a huge bachelor party. Um, well, he's he wants us registered at his uh, drug dealer's house. So, <laughs> so, gonna... so his plan is <laughs> instead of asking for wedding gifts, he's just asking for more drugs. More drugs and you know debauchery, and it's always crazy with them. So you know Hollywood, Hollywood. Right. No so did he? Um, do you think what are the chances this wedding works out? How did he meet a chick? How did he find a well, girl? Well, I told him I because that someone um, proposed that to me when I first got here, because uh, and I called Tom Likas. Oh, nice. Old man Likas. All right, he, uh, yeah. He, uh, Let's reenact this call. Call into uh, call into Tom Likas. I'll play Tom Likas. <laughs> hey Tom. Hey Tom. Uh, long Hello, time. Hello, son. Long time. Uh, first time. Or whatever. <laughs> So hey Tom, I got a, I got a question here. Um, Go ahead, Andy. What do you think about <laughs> me uh, marrying for you know green card and but I, it's it's monetary. You know I get some money for it. What do I think? What do I think about you marrying a money grubbing whore? <laughs> I just took you out old school, Andy. <laughs> um, so what did Tom Likas say? Did you get on the air with that call? No, I didn't get on. Oh um, no, but I, I waited. You know what? The guy screened me, and he goes, oh, this is a great call. It's a great call. I was on my way to uh, when I used to work at the Ha Ha Comedy Club, and um, I sat 
in the phone. I mean, the traffic was like an hour, so I just sat on the phone, and my battery was dying. He's like, hold on, we're going to put you through. Oh. And, I mean, those commercial breaks are like 30 minutes, so I was like, just my phone, and my phone went dead, and I went into work. Yeah, yeah. Tom Likas, he was the great misogynist on the talk radio uh, when they when they had talk radio out here in one. and it was great because he would just set up, uh, you know, he he called himself Professor Likas, and guys would call in and ask advice about. They don't uh, call him dad. It was a little. Creepy. Yeah, it was it was, it was, was weird. Cultish. And it was it was pretty hilarious. Some of the people. Like Andy's question, okay, I get it. it's entertaining, it's it's going to be funny back and forth or whatever, but a lot of times people just call in, hey, I'm 19 years old, Tom, uh, I really like this girl, should I marry her? And, you know, just like, the, no, why would you what marry her? What do you expect her? him to say? He never says, oh, well, that's up to you. Yeah, you never hear, well, love's a very important thing. Meanwhile, he's married, he's been married like three times. Four times. Yeah, four times he was married. I paid for over four abortions. <laughs> he, he goes on he's the air and brags abortions. about how many abortions he's paid for, <laughs> which is very, it's very bizarre. I mean, call me old-fashioned, but, but... he brags about, you know, he tells kids, you know, wear the rubbers and stuff, so it's like, what are you talking, what do you, what do you want here, Tom? Right, exactly. Tom, like, well, his whole thing is, you know, try to learn from my mistakes. I had to do it the hard way. Now I'm making a seven-figure <laughs> salary to say whatever I want oh, on the radio. So, are so you arrogant. jealous of my life? You bet you are. <laughs> Tom like this. Blow me up. Blow me up Kobe style. Uh, uh, yeah, they, that yeah. was the that was the real gimmick to the show. You could say, take me out, whatever style, and then they would play that sound effect. Yeah. So, you know, you could say... Uh, you know, yeah, like the one classic that they would always play is take, it was like during the Kobe Bryant scandal. It's like, uh, Tom, can you take me out Kobe Bryant style? Sure thing, Kyle. And then you know they play the sound effect of Kobe Bryant. And then, they go, ah, ah, and then over that is the pre- they play the press conference of Kobe Bryant going, you know, I love her. She's my world. She's my everything. Ah, ah. It'd be something like. Uh, and he's breathe- y- and it when he pauses it adds like a breath like, uh, you know, I really love her. <sighs> Yeah, and yeah, it was it was very creepy <laughs> the way they mixed it. You know, you could do something like, uh, "Hey, take me out, Randy Moss style." Straight cash, homie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then I blow up at him. Exactly. <laughs> All right, good times, man. We got a we got a lot of stuff to get here. Um, you're good. You guys are comedians. I imagine we've all bombed, right? Yes. It's all been a bad experience, and now with the advent of YouTube. Of course, it can get recorded. Charlie Murphy, I don't know if you saw this. Charlie Murphy was at a college, I think last night, a Grambling State, and he goes up there. First off, he goes there, and he tells everyone, no Dave Chappelle show references. Okay, if you guys are going to yell out Dave Chappelle quotes, get those out of the way now. Because I guess he goes up there, and people just yell Rick James for two and a half hours, and I guess I understand that. But also, Charlie Murphy was not a stand-up comedian before The Chappelle Show. He was just a guy that was Eddie Murphy's brother, that was funny, that was hanging out in the show, started telling these stories about show business. Chappelle sees, oh my god, these are great, we're going to reenact them, we're going to have you tell the story, I'll reenact it as Rick James. They become a huge hit, and Charlie Murphy suddenly becomes super popular. Meanwhile, he has no stand-up back, so the show goes away. (laughs) So he goes, hey, whatever, I'm famous, people pay money for me to show up, I'll show up and I'll just try to do stand-up. Never having done stand-up, so I'm sure he kind of... Have you tried? seen it? I haven't seen his. He's been traveling for the last like two years, hasn't he? Right. Yeah. No. I, what is his act? Have you seen his act? No. I, I've I've seen clips and stuff online. I think it's a lot of just you know him kind of trying to do observational stuff. And I, I think the reality is, if you're 40 years old and you're just starting stand up, it's gonna be tough to go up there and be really no, he's, comfortable. He's and, his older brother. 
Yeah, so he's probably even older, older than that. Yeah, <laughs> he's a 50-year-old guy. Trying, it's the same thing like Michael Richards. Michael Richards, funny guy, good at what he did, good at that thing, but he's not a stand-up comedian. So when he goes up on stage at the Laugh Factory... It's a disaster. I guess the only difference is when Charlie Murphy yells out the N-word for 20 minutes, people are like, oh, that's his material. <laughs> with, uh, you know, Not the case like, with Michael yeah. Richards. So here is, uh, here is Charlie Murphy uh, getting booed off stage. All right, this is your, this is your guy's money, right? Well, basically what happened... <laughs> That's funny right off the bat. Well, it got to the point where, okay, he was just totally dying, totally bombing. I think if you're Charlie Murphy, you have to realize people know me from the Chappelle show. Why not just walk out and yell, I'm Rick James for an hour, and then get, cash yeah, your milk check? It, milk it. Who cares, man? You're not above it. You're not really trying to... Yeah, how can he act above it when that's the only reason he's famous? Right, exactly. Yeah. I guess it's annoying. You want to try to do your show. I mean, I went and saw Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle, they, they had the announcement, no Rick James, no yelling at the things. And then he came out, and he was awesome because he's Dave Chappelle. He's a great stand-up comedian. He started doing stand-up comedy when he's 13 years old. He's very good. Charlie Murphy doesn't have those years of experience. While he still might be funny and great storyteller, stand-up is not his forte. Well, also, if it wasn't his passion, then why, why really why, care? Why, why care then? If yeah, if you're that. just if it's just kind of an acting gig, why yeah. not just act as hey, you know, act as the Uncle Tom, Rick James, just do, do hey, you, <laughs> you should come out and do sketch, you know, almost. Without Although he he should just come out and just do those reenactments, just go up there, tell those stories, yeah. maybe even do it as a skit. I don't so, know. I think you'll actually be... see Charlie Murphy in one of our upcoming Sophists episodes. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> okay, so you get oh great. <laughs> so you get Charlie Murphy. No, I'm just saying I, I don't know if stand-up's working for him. I, I think this clip probably illustrates that. He didn't he didn't do well. He, he they got to the point where people were booing and people were getting kind of fired up. So um, we'll take it from here. All right, this is your this is you guys' money, right? That y'all paid for Charlie Murphy to come see y'all, right? Now he's holding up the check for 22 grand that they, oh, he is? That, yeah that the student union paid him. What a jerk! Y'all have it back. Good night. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> And that's the end of the show. What did he, he do? He ripped it up? He went, no, he, he whipped the mic down and just walked off with a check. And that's uh, Grambling is an all-black school, right? Right. And, yeah, Charlie Murphy went to his Twitter and started claiming, yo, if you don't want me, uh, I don't care about the Chitlin circuit or whatever. Say, you know, totally uh, shitting on the school there. I guess he's going to – he Damn. decided the day after to not take the $22,000 check. But it was un- – I thought the funny part there was when everyone started cheering and booing. It was a weird thing because part of me was like, oh, they're cheering because he got off stage. Or are they cheering because he just had this ultimate fuck you moment? And then they're also mixed in with the boos. Yeah, I took it as like they were like, hell yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Comedy's kind of weird like that. Like I was talking to my friends in Chicago when I was back there. Like why would people come to – Pay twenty dollars or or more and then and be assholes to like the comics. You know people, because there's yeah. always an asshole in the crowd. Are like, why are you being an asshole? You paid forty bucks. Like, right. I, I think like, I think the problem is. is. I mean, for any kind, not just him, but I mean, like sometimes people are being good and there's just an asshole in the crowd just. And, suck. Yeah. You're like, I think it's because right. they wish they were on stage. They want to be yeah. the center. Yeah. Of the I don't even know. I I think part of it, especially at a college like this, maybe they're not used to going. Maybe they haven't. A lot of people, I bet, is their first time ever seeing stand up. If you're a Grambling State, I don't imagine there's a lot of stand-up clubs. Maybe it's a bunch of freshmen, first time out. You know, they're probably drunk and not – because part of being an audience is, okay, this guy's talking. I'm going to pay attention and listen. 
And if you're not kind of in that mindset, you know, they're blasting rap music, kind of putting out this whole party vibe. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to talk and you guys are going to listen and I'm going to be witty. So you got to pay attention. And then the fact of maybe Charlie Murphy's not a great stand up all coming together. Who was his opener? I, I I forget the the guy's names. I, I hadn't really. Yeah, do delirious to open up, and uh, then I'll come over just, and just clips. Yeah, clip, clips of delirious. Yeah, he wasn't there. They just put it on the screen for twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's see. You guys, uh, you guys follow any of the elections? Um, Prop nineteen. I mean, I guess Prop nineteen, the legalization yeah, yeah. of marijuana. We had a big marijuana show planned. Um, so what happened? I mean, so what is the deal with California? They have all those dispensaries here. Is it legal? Medi- it's medically, already medically pretty it's legal, much right? legal. And after, I think in January, if you you can smoke it in public, and all the worst you'll get is like a hundred dollar ticket. Well, I think right I now, mean, at least at well, that's the what they do. Well, right now, <laughs> right now it's medicinal is still legal, but it's illegal under the federal jurisdiction. So the federal government can still come in and bust the shops, which they they've seemed to cut back on. Although the city can, uh, you know, there's all these different ordinances. And supposedly these medical marijuana uh, buildings, they can't operate for profit. They're supposed to all be nonprofit, but obviously if you're selling weed, you're going to make money off of it. But the legalization didn't pass. I, I don't think it's any – it's not a huge surprise, but I think in 2012 I wouldn't be surprised if it passed in California. It seems like uh, there was a late push um, by the anti-Prop 19. I think they only lost – Prop 19 lost 54 to 46 but the the medical marijuana is still legal, and like Logan said, the currently I think Arnold closed up some loopholes. So now if you do get caught with marijuana under an ounce, it's a it's a misdemeanor. It's twenty eight. Uh, like if you're under an ounce with weed, it's a hundred dollar fine. It's party. Right, right. What I was saying to my buddy, he told me no, he was I think like, it's not even a misdemeanor. It's like a minor. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a uh, it's like a parking ticket or whatever. It it doesn't go on your record at all. And my buddy goes, it is like a parking ticket. I just paid eighty five dollars in West Hollywood to have. You got busted. Uh, no, for a parking ticket. Oh, it was eighty-five dollars. Yeah, already by slinging weed or something. No, 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 no. He's uh, he's doing. Well, it's so it. stupid of these people. They're, they're so ignorant that like, you know, I mean, it's gonna put so much money into the right. And uh, and I I, I think down on the crime down there in Tijuana and yeah, exactly. There's the it's a huge cash crop for people who do illegal stuff. I mean, it it makes sense to get rid of that. And people talk about oh, marijuana is a gateway drug. I think part of that is because it's illegal. If uh, if like marijuana was legal or, you know, in the same way that alcohol is legal, I think it would be easier for people to make a distinction. OK, this stuff is legal and then this stuff is illegal, this harder stuff, because I think once you try marijuana and you see, oh, this is an illegal drug. Oh, OK, whatever. I'm already breaking the law, smoking a joint. Why not try some other stuff? Whereas if you leave weed on the legal side, then it's a greater jump. Then, OK, that makes sense to me. All right. Weed and booze and stuff. OK, it's bad for you. It's not as bad as harder drugs. You know, schedule one. narcotics. Weed, weed the most popular in like the 60s and 70s? Like, aren't these people the old weed smokers? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who these people are that are going against it. I think I think a lot of it is people who are religious or people who have families are worried that if they allow it, it's going to be more pervasive. If you're a hardline Republican or conservative, I just think in general you're like, oh no, none and of that for me. We need to wait for like all this like all these old people just to die and then we can just <laughs> start also, a new America, right? Also, Calif- like rural areas are where the red or where the Republicans are. And Besides Illinois. We always right. forget in California because we have all these big cities that it is a huge state. We have a lot of rural well, it doesn't, counties. It's not coincidence that and all that's... the smart people flock to the big cities, right? And all the big cities are <laughs> blue? But I mean, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I think the system's built around this whole symbiotic 
thing. I mean, anyways. No <laughs> one didn't know what to say. This is a, such a controversial Logan, No, you know what I mean? Logan, you're making it a little, a little too broad. Democrats. As he's Democrats. token underneath the desk right now. <laughs> Logan, you're going a little wide with the issue there, but all right. Zip it. Why, why don't we make it a little simpler here, guys? Uh, who, who doesn't like a good... Who doesn't like a good diss track, right? I don't know if you guys heard this, what but... What is that another term for blowjob? What is that? <laughs> no, no, diss track. Like, oh. uh, you know, MCs battling <laughs> out against Malcolm. each other. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, here's a... Uh, I don't know, did you catch this? This recent diss by uh, MC, Tom. Or, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Bieber? Justin Bieber. This is Justin Bieber uh, and his own little diss track. That's Justin Bieber calling out Tom Brady. The audacity of this young man to call out Tom Brady. Well, we're calling out Eddie Murphy and his family. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what, what's what's the deal with those two? He he, I guess he. How old is Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber, he's 16 years old. He's trying to make a name for himself now as as this battle rap artist. So he he put oh, out a battle rap, God. and one so of the if he got shot, that would be so awesome. <laughs> He was involved. Justin Bieber was suddenly involved in some really hard stuff. <laughs> Justin Bieber's firing up this East Coast West Coast pop game. Keisha's gonna be running over. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious if somehow he actually lives any sort of thug life. Like, he got shot like nine times and he still lived. Like comes back like, damn, Bieber's hard, dude. <laughs> Fifty Cent takes yeah. him out. Meanwhile, Fifty Cent is dating Chelsea Handler. So he, he, Chelsea, he, I think Come Fifty Cent that. has the kind of opposite progression. He came out real hard. I'm a gangster. And then, like, every guy who comes out as a gangster, once he gets a lot of money, he's like, oh, no, man, I'm in show business. I don't care about that. I yeah. want to be in Us Weekly. Like, Puffy's throwing these elegant parties, like these, like, ballroom things now. White only party. <laughs> yeah, what, white only. Like... What happened to your gang colors, yeah. Puffy? You used to be so thug. I, I remember growing up, you thought, oh, my God, these guys are really hard, really serious dudes. And then... As you get older, you realize, oh, my God. Oh, like, they're... Ice Cube's doing, like, family shows. Like, yeah. are oh, we there Ice yet? Yeah. Like... Ice Cube became famous for the band NWA. It, NWA, the, the heart, the cop killer. They were yeah. killing cops. Yeah. And now he's he's franchising Are We There Yet? A family show, family sitcom, family movie. I think he directed and produced it. Right. I, yeah, I think I think they just get to the point where they're like, hey, we don't care. It's money. Why not Why not take more That's money? That's is. the most... It's just, I think it's the most sellout like part of the entertainment business. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and uh, if that wasn't well, enough... Ludacris was on Bieber's album. He discovered him, right? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, I thought they found Justin Bieber on MySpace. It was on YouTube. He was discovered oh, YouTube, and and, and, uh, and Usher signed him. No, Usher's but, but Ludacris sings on his. Uh, you post, know post you love Usher. me. You know yeah, you I don't care. Know if he goes, Luda. Has ever, like, you ever seen that hard to me? Right. I, I I'm sure he kind of tried to present though. himself as that, but at the oh, end, Ludacris was always kind of fun though. He was like the fun rapper. Yeah, yeah. I like Ludacris. He's the, he's yeah, the, I like him being with. He's my. I could see him with Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be. Look out, Fifty Cent. Well, that wasn't the only uh, diss track put out this week. This one is uh, hilarious hilarious for so many reasons. MC Hammer put out a diss track. It's called Better Run. He's changed his name to now King Hammer. The, the video is great just because it starts off with a minute of him in an office. It's like it, these uh, bunch of white guys are sitting around a boardroom on their laptops, and then Hammer comes in, and they're all working on Hammer's website. But it's like a minute skit that just it goes nowhere. The, like, the, like an R. Kelly thing. But it, they, <laughs> yeah, but it's not even it's not even like a story. It's just yo, you you working on that money, white guys? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, sure, Hammer. They, every every stereotype in the world in that one room, and, and it's just so awful. You can just tell You're it's Jewish a, white guy. You gotta you know. <laughs> yo, get that get my paper right, white guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go out here and diss. 
<laughs> diss Jay-Z. He goes out and disses Jay-Z, who's actually a good, legitimate rapper. Uh, here, here's a sample. Let's go when the lights is hot. Well, rapper got a backup all the cheap pop. Uh, let's go there. The game is so cold. I can see it in his eye. The boy sold his soul. Devil said, I'm going to give you the world. Uh, I take it plus give me a girl. Uh, Mr. Devil, can you give me a sign? He said, throw the rock up. That's one of mine. Let's go. <laughs> So he's implying that Jay-Z sold his soul to get his success. I think the same can be said for MC Hammer. Yeah. I don't know where I don't know where King Hammer thinks he's coming from. The guy who's doing uh, sell your gold commercials. I don't know if he, <laughs> he can really call out anyone for selling out. <laughs> Although in Hammer's defense, he kept it real, and that's what eventually was the demise of him. Well, he was when he first. bought him he bought a mansion in Oakland for eight million dollars. That ten million wasn't it? Because they said that yeah. he was he bought a ten million house when people weren't buying ten million dollar houses. Like, and then all his friends took all his money, right? It, well, pretty much. I don't think they took garage. it. I think that was the problem. He gave them he money. Gave he gave everyone a and salary. Just took off. Remember that guy with the, the pyramid on his head? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see what that guy's doing right now. The guy in the pyramid hat had the pyramid scheme going the entire time. Yeah. All right, so that, that's uh, that's like home invasion, isn't it? That, yeah, that's it's, King Hammer. That's a like, all right. Still so rapping like the rapping. '90s style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a that's not a great compliment if you're a rap artist. It sounded good until you started rapping. <laughs> the beat I, was cool. I know you're trying to you're trying to be optimistic there, Logan, but you know what it is though. This all this hip hop, it's almost like. The, the kids are so stupid, they'll buy anything. Just put it out there, they'll buy anything. So it's like these people are just capitalizing all this. I don't think there's any kids kind of love for anything anymore. Yeah, it's, it's yeah I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it's turned into everything has just gone pop. It's not – it's selling out really isn't looked down upon. It's kind of uh, – it's how business is done. i got to get paid. You know? Right, exactly. Jesus, the greed is astronomical <laughs> in the hip-hop industry. Oh, man. <laughs> so we were talking uh, – you're, you're a big uh, – Reality fan, right? Uh, it's pretty much all I watch. <laughs> what? Co- well, what do you? Know, I watch to hate things. I don't like. I just. I love to. I can't believe they're doing this on the show. You know, like I just watch. <laughs> yeah. Just all. You're my, one of those guys. Bad Girls Club. My friend produces it, and he's like, "Oh man, you wouldn't believe this shit." Like, this. Ugh. Now, what's uh, what's your favorite show right now? Reality show. Um, I'm kind of over Hell's Kitchen. That's. I mean, it's like six seasons. That's. But see, Hell's Kitchen at least. Okay, that makes sense. Well, you know what they're doing with these reality shows? I mean, reality shows. I mean, they've always had writers, and it's always been kind of somewhat. You know, kind of staged. But Hell's Kitchen is like, my friend tried to get on it, and she, she's like a really good chef, and you know, she was really worthy. And they're like, well, she's just not good enough for the show. Where it's like, we need some crazy characters. I mean, on Hell's Kitchen now, they they had to make breakfast, and they were screwing up scrambled eggs and bacon. And I'm like, what what renowned chef are you? <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. They can't even get they breakfast. They get that right, right at a diner. I mean, diners when their restaurants suck, at least their breakfast is good. You know, like. Oh my God! Yeah, I remember are, I went to easy. my buddy used to my buddy used to run a bar down in uh, Hermosa Beach on the Hermosa Pier, and we went there for breakfast. And you know you get the bacon and eggs thing. I got the bacon and eggs combo, and I freaked out because they only gave me one slice of toast. How do you do that? How do you run a bacon and eggs breakfast and only give one slice of toast? Is that two slices is it, is of it, toast? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Right, two slices Four of cu- toast. Was it like, like two cuts, one piece, two halves, or was it just yeah, one triangle? Yeah, one piece, two halves. 
Very uh, small. Eh, it's a recession. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was trying to tell me. He goes, oh, you know, the food costs are through the roof. I go, dude, I'll pay the 10 cents for the extra slice. I know of that that bread is a dollar alone. I know. I, I hate when people tell this to you. Like, they, they give you this logic that you don't know what food costs. I know what a slice of wheat bread retails. I know the labor costs for putting a fucking piece of bread in a goddamn toaster. Don't look at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, Don't look at me and say, oh, Sean, he doesn't, oh, I'll pay the extra yeah, dollar. You want, you want that short order cook putting it in a toaster. That's what you're paying for. Right. Him, I'll throw no that butter. labor cost. I'll throw yeah. that labor cost. I'll pay you a dollar to put it in the goddamn toaster. Well, I'm sure they charge I'll, you another five bucks for another slice or whatever. Right. But I, I, I have does. Just... Charge me more. Throw that in the package. Yeah. I, but I just don't want to have to upsell or be upcharged for a goddamn bacon and eggs breakfast. Sell it the way. All right. And while I'm at it, <laughs> I don't even like breakfast. How does the server know the overhead of, of like? <laughs> he was he was also the manager and and did the. Oh, no, uh, right. They had to fire some of the servers. <laughs> right. He did a little. He's doing everything. Recession. <laughs> or they all quit because he was downsizing. Answer. Speaking of downsizing, I went to KFC. Is that another term for blowjob? Oh god. <laughs> keep back. trying to Call keep back. trying to crowbar that in, Andy. Go. I went to I went to KFC, and I went to go get the Twister. Have you ever had the Twister? Mm-hmm. The Twister. Um, that's not the. The was that? Oh, the Twister is the burrito the part. Right. All it is is. I'm thinking of that too. The two sandwich. Oh yeah, the things. double down. Oh, the double down. Yeah. The, the twister, all it is, is a couple chicken fingers wrapped <laughs> you know, together in a tortilla. It's a twister. They've had it on their menu since the late 90s. Okay, it's a staple of their menu. I go there and they don't have the twister anymore. They have the chicken fingers, but now you can only get it with a bun. You can't even have the option of having the twister. What I'm saying is, we Why, live in they Los didn't, they Angeles. Didn't have tortillas? No, we live in Los Angeles. Why do you take that off the menu? Tortillas are everywhere. Yeah, I know you probably have some in your purse. Get them out. I'm right. Exactly. The, the I, irony. I yeah. Imagine the irony of this this Spanish lady barely understanding English to tell me that they don't have tortillas to make the twister. Very ironic. That's the definition I, and I of don't, irony. That is the definition of irony. And I don't. It's like McDonald's too. Like I, I used to love the McJordan when it came out. The McJordan. Remember it was it was a it was a burger and it had like that circular bacon and it had barbecue sauce on it and they had those little onion stuff and, and pickles. And it's like they never have it ever again. And I'm like. Can you just make one? You know, like just I'll pay for like a Big Mac and then you just go back. Sorry, sir, we can't do that. And like, well, why can't you just, well, just by the take, way, what happened? take a bacon from the other sandwich and just put it on there? And like, sorry, sir, we can't do that. Well, like, the McJordan was a Canadian bacon, and, and no, it wasn't. Well, it was. It was a certain oh, was Canadian it? bacon, and they don't have that bacon anymore, so you can't. Yeah, but if they had regular bacon, it would be fine. It was. Well, you see what I'm saying? Right. They have everything back there to do it, but I think yeah. they're just. Uh, I can only, you know, I'm, I dropped out of school, so I can only <laughs> right. look at the pictures. I, I can't, I can't handle other options. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird how how programmed people are. I went and got a sandwich today, and every single time I get it at Ralph's, I go up there behind the deli, and I go, "Hey, can I get a packet of mayonnaise for the sandwich?" Every time they come back with a giant packet, j- their hands is bulging over with packets of mayo. Oh no, I just need one. Sure? No, yeah, I know. There's tons of mayo in there. One packet is fine. And then they go, okay, they put away some of the packets, but then still give me five packets. I said I want one packet. How hard is that? <laughs> just give me one packet. You're you're just taking these mail packets and throwing them out there. I get it. They're not your mail packets. You don't give a shit. I'm not trying to add to waste to this country. But they do That's give a what's shit wrong too, with this goddamn like, country. We went to uh, – sometimes we go to McDonald's because they like their, their, their vanilla cones, the soft right. serve. Yeah. My friend doesn't want one. We go in there, and the lady can't get it right, you know, so she's like trying to – squeeze the thing down, make it like twirly and shit. And uh, <laughs> she fucks up, so she goes to throw it away. And my friend's like, whoa, 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 I'll take it. You know, I mean, like he didn't want one. But he's like, if you can exactly. throw it away. And she goes, well, if I give it to you, I have to charge you. And he's like, so 
You're just going to throw it away, though? <laughs> Such a kind. Like, hey, I here's don't what, here's like, what I'll do, lady. I'll just put my mouth over the trash can, and yeah. you throw it out. But she couldn't get it right. It was her error. I'm like, but you're going to keep throwing these cones away? Give them to my friends. How about they give me 500 packets of ketchup, but if I don't get chicken nuggets, I can spend $12 on two oh, sandwiches. No. God forbid they give me a barbecue sauce. No, you can't have that. Cents. You can't have that. And I love I love the McDonald's that they don't trust people to have, have the ketchup packets out. You get the burger and fries, and they uh, can I have some ketchup. And they they look around like left to right, yeah, like uh, and then milk. they reach behind that little counter, and then and then they pull out the ketchup packet. Like they're hooking you. By the pound. too tiny. <laughs> have you? I hate the drive-through where you get no ketchup in your bag. Like how would I? How would you like to drive all the way home? And there's no but, ketchup. But in three your pounds of napkins. Right. Like, yeah. Tons I have of a, I have a drawer in my house with <laughs> bags napkins and and like spork knife combos and like <laughs> sure, with more napkins and the cellophane like. Just salt and pepper, just yeah, it's, it's a, absurd. A, a holder for your two cups. What they need like to do is like Arby's. Arby's always had it right. They have the dispenser there. You just press down. Right, it's so cup. easy. People don't take more than they have to. Push right, your and, and I guess they're worried. Oh, guys are gonna make. A, I'm gonna make a run on uh, ketchup packets, and yeah. it's really bad being in Hollywood because you got you got homeless people just. Everywhere, Ketchup. homeless people everywhere, and, and they're just walking around, and they they storm into like any kind of fast food joint. They freak Demanding everyone out. Ketchup. Yeah, no, they they take packets. Yeah. They yeah, freak people out. They have out. the Burger King cup. They try to fill up the McDonald's. <laughs> right, exactly. Every time I come home from the airport, at the Arby's on uh, what's it, La Cienega, down by the Target down there. Yeah. Um, there's always uh nobody in there. I don't know why people hate Arby's. I love it, but there's like one in every city, and uh, there's always like two homeless dudes. In that bathroom, like getting ready, like Fighting for ketchup. Like no, I mean like washing up and stuff like that, and like you can't get in that bathroom. Twice has happened last year. I think the mo- they, and they won't kick them out. Maybe that's why no one's brought to you by the Arby's in La Cienega. <laughs> this <laughs> is brought to you by Arby's. The most scared I think I've ever been living in Los Angeles was I was doing my laundry. I was doing my laundry, and I go to use the bathroom. Of course, the bathroom is a quarter-operated bathroom. Uh, I just used all my quarters. For the for the laundry, so I had to go go to an ATM, get a twenty dollar bill, buy something, so I could get a single dollar bill, so I could get the four quarters, <laughs> so I could open up the door to the bathroom. As as I opening up, I just hear this high pitched shrill. Ah, someone's in here! And it was a woman living in there. She had a sleeping bag, <laughs> like a little sterno cooking. The quarters her... go to her, by the way. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, the it went goes down to her bag. <laughs> I was so and, – and then, oh, the best was she slams the door on me, and I was scared S-less. I, I go. I'm, like, hanging at the very other corner, and then she, like, pokes her head out, and she's looking at me. I really it – I thought I was going to die. Well, El yeah. Pollo Loco, they give you tokens from behind the – It's all, the, it's all a mystery. Register. Like, I don't understand what the – It's all a business, these bathrooms now. <laughs> big big just, business. It's a big business. Take it over the bathroom industry. <laughs> well, the token thing would hopefully keep out the homeless people, but I yeah, guess but the it's quarter like, thing does Some of these places have quarter things in their bathroom doors, and it's like in Beverly Hills. You're like, no one's coming in here, dude. Right. Yeah, they're, they're just uh, yeah, screwing. Yeah, just go in there and go and do my drugs in there in peace? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, reality shows before we got sidetracked by the reality of life. And uh, the one the one show that we were talking about before is this new show that's on True TV. Or I guess I thought it was new, and you told me it's been around for a couple seasons. Third season. Yes, it's called uh, Rehab, Party at the Hard Rock Hotel. And if you're not familiar with the Hard Rock Hotel, every Sunday morning they have this huge party at their pool. And, you know, they got DJs, they got chicks wearing heels, hanging out in these poolside grottos. Vito Central. Right, bottle service. Yeah, basically where the situation you would expect to hang out is the rehab party at the Hard Rock. So now they decided, hey, let's do a reality show. And uh, you said you watched the first couple of seasons. Well, the first season was, um, you know, they just, I mean, it was I 
I used to go to rehab. I mean, it was cool like 10 years ago. I mean, I'm old, but uh, but now it's got to a point where it's like now every retard in America is going there like, <laughs> let's go to rehab for our bachelor party. And it's just like saturated with just like Jersey Shore dudes and stuff like right. that. Right. But now um, the first season was cool because um, they were showing people doing drugs and stuff. And it was kind of like – I think they kind of want to get away from that because – you know, at the rehab, what are you going to film other than people rolling right, it's ecstasy just like, and, like, grabbing boobs and shit yeah. and uh, hot waitresses? But now it's kind of the point where now they're setting up scenarios and making it look real. And last year was kind of getting fakey. This year is just, I mean, I'll sit there and be like, oh, come on. Like, sitting by myself, like, what? this woman loses a, a nine-foot python. <laughs> and they're, they're running around, all of the waitresses are going, oh, my God, I heard there's a snake. And everyone's like, there's no snake. Finally, this, they, this woman comes up to the camera, and she's like this Jamaican, like, woman from a show she goes I lost my python here in the Hollywood Hard Rock and now somehow it's in your pool area and like and you, like, and you have 30 seconds yeah, to find it yeah and it's just like everyone's like oh my god and they find a python and no one wants to touch it I'm like you, how the fuck did it go through a door and like this woman loses <laughs> a python all these things right. caged it's obvious it's obvious that they're really setting it up and this is when I watched the first episode was a couple months back and the the whole the whole episode centered on Oh, okay. Hey, I'm the security guy, and there's this dude who keeps running around grabbing chicks' butts and stuff, and we gotta stop him. But my security guys, they can't stop him. He's glued up with some sort of slippery stuff, and it is—it's it, literally a cartoon. Like yeah. they, they have like guys with butterfly nets tr- and pool skimmers yeah, trying, trying to, to catch him. him. Yeah. They end up catching the guy because these two security guards uh, stretch out this big roll of saran wrap, and the guy runs right yeah, into it. Yeah, because he couldn't and then they... see it. Everyone's saw like, <laughs> is this really what corporate Vegas Hard Rock is like? Are they? <laughs> Letting this happen, like yeah, it's wrapping with cellophane. It's hilarious. So then this is after he's wrapped up in cellophane, and the the managers is ready to berate him and uh, Matt get all in it. Let's cut the BS right now. What is that gunk that's all over you? Annie oil. <laughs> I tell you what, you wait till Metro gets here and you can tell him that's. Oh man, she's fiery. With me right now. It's like the problem that's with these shows is. Yeah, she's, no, she's the security head. She's the actual she's, security head. She's not yeah. good at acting. That's why this doesn't work. You got to pick hot chicks who are at least can kind of, you know, understand uh, some sort of acting. I mean, this she's a working lady who did security for 20 years. She doesn't know that. Tell act. me what the hell is all over you. <laughs> it's uh, Crisco. You have what on you? Crisco. You know, I'm from the south. We use Crisco to fry, you know, pork chops and chicken and potatoes and <laughs> you name it. I have never seen a kid dipped in Crisco. My grandma would have gotten a spatula out and spanked his ass on that. Why did you oh, put Crisco all over your body? You know, you know this is just like, like just time going. Dude, I've, I've wasted an hour of. I mean, this is just one of the hours of the week I, I waste <laughs> watching shit like this. Uh, yeah, I really, they always they I fight really, too. There's always like a fight. Oh. Three weeks ago, you know, you gotta watch this season. Yeah. There was all these dwarf wrestlers that were in town for this. Hello. This um, for this. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> that was the next clip I was queuing up. There were these dwarf wrestlers and they had a cabana, but they were in town for this dwarf wrestling thing. And um, I guess one of the girls from the next cabana was hitting on this one guy, one of the dwarfs. And so the guy comes over this meathead. He's like, "Who's messing with my chick?" All this stuff. And they're like, "I am, motherfucker." And like the little guy pushes the guy, and the guy pushes like pushes the dwarf, but he doesn't push him hard, like even though they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. And the one guy's kind of smiling, but. Then all the, like, seven of the little dwarf guys start tackling the guy and kicking his ass. And I'm like, going, really? They're really kicking his ass? And <laughs> They're going to show like, a guy yeah. just getting the, the crap like, get him off me, get him off me. And, like, the guys are like, kind of, like, laughing, kicking him. I'm going, like, this is so fake. And then they go up to the room and they trash the room, the, the wrestling people. And they, it's just so, oh, you got to watch it. <laughs> well, so, yeah, uh, make sure you turn into, tune into that. True, True TV. TV. True TV, the only station that doesn't have HD yet. 
Yeah, they're still. So you have to watch it. Yeah, Hard Rock Party Show. That's why they made HD for these hot chicks. The last ones. It it does drive me crazy. My friend Dimitri, though, the first season, he uh, we were watching it. My roommate and I, and uh, it was this one girl lost her shoe and she was bitching uh, about someone stole her shoe and stuff like that. And my friend Dimitri was wasted, walking in the background, staring at the camera, was like walking back up to his room. We're like, oh my god, rewind that. Dimitri made a cameo. Yeah, he made a cameo. Uh So now, Andy, you're a, you're a Chicago guy, right? Yeah. From Chicago, you uh, vote for Barack Obama? Of course. All right. Yeah, I voted for Barack Obama as well. I'm, uh, you know, I feel like he's doing a pretty good job, but I do get annoyed at how he's just at all the TV shows and all the random shows he shows up on. At some point, it's kind of annoying. Like when he's on The View, it's just kind of. I, I feel yeah. like at some point shows being go on the Daily Show, go on like certain things. Don't do The View and don't. Do well, this one, yeah. this one really pissed me off. So. Take a listen at the uh, latest show on Tuesday. He was trying to get the word out about voting, so he decided to decide to call into this program. Mr. President, thank you for coming on. Brian, how are you? I'm fantastic. How well, are you doing? thanks so much for taking the time. Very- so just to recap there, Barack Obama thanked Ryan Seacrest for his time. Yeah. You're the president of the United States. He's Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> He's a politician. Very, very happy to do it. Uh, first, let, let's start with uh, a message to... <laughs> our listeners, especially the younger generation, and about how influential they can be in the outcome of this election. Well, look, this is such a critical election because we're <laughs> uh, living in a, a huge uh, moment of change in this country. I mean, we've gone through. Uh, <laughs> okay, like so, he's talking to kids at all. You yeah, know what? that's bullshit, though. You know what that? Go do, yeah, they, I'm sorry. Uh, what were you gonna say? Because uh, I used to do morning radio in college. The, you know, a great time yeah. at school. And that's all probably set up. Like they give you the questions, and then you you tape your your uh, Ryan would tape his thing because the president has the time to call in. Like uh, we had Chris Rock on our show, but Chris Rock was going to all the radio stations. He you would just get a pamphlet and the and the thing you'd have the CD, and then you would patch in like I would oh, say really? a question, and then you'd play his thing to make it look like a response. Well, see, I think I think he actually did call into this oh, because uh, yeah, because here later on, I mean, it really seemed unless they have it down to an art that it's it's. Well, for, they're good. I, I think it would be hilarious too. It's Ryan Seacrest. It's like the dopiest show. They never have. The, the, yeah. Their biggest bit on uh, Ryan Seacrest show is they send flowers to. Oh, you think uh, your man's cheating on you? We're gonna offer him free flowers and see if he sends them to you. Meanwhile, it's all set up with like radio yeah. actors, and it's a it's a total bit. But that'd be just great. Like he's interviewing the president. Uh, coming up, Ryan's Rose is the top of the hour, 92 degrees. Checking in. What? What? It's it's like the dopiest morning zoo radio show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got some wacky sound effects. We got a four pack to the Staples Center for the monster truck rally. Uh, what were you saying about fixing the country, Barack Obama? <laughs> they're they're really doing well, uh, and you know, fortunately, the media I think has uh, stuck to its word in, in terms of not. Uh, following them around, and, and uh, that means that they're about able, able to enjoy their childhoods uh, without uh, without too much pressure. How much sleep are you getting? Uh, it varies. Lately, not much. <laughs> Do you I love, don't button? you wish you were the president? I mean, obviously for all the benefits, but just as a comedian, whenever I hear any sort of joke he tells, it's like, ah! <laughs> well, it's so PG. Isn't it? I mean, I like Seacrest, but I mean, get a little edge to you, you know, like, come on. And what is he talking about sleep? Brian Seacrest doesn't sleep. He's, yeah, exactly. he's on a morning show. He does stuff in the afternoon. He does, when the hell does he sleep? 
Yeah, I mean, I got no beef with Ryan Seacrest. The guy wants to work a lot, and he has the opportunity to work. Fine. But I just think as Barack Obama, the leader of the free world, he's like, come on, White man. House operator calls me, and uh, if I don't wake up the calling. first time, they just keep on calling. <laughs> um, I was watching the other people John Stewart show the other day, and he called you dude. Uh, some people were offended by that. Were you? Of course not. The, uh, I, I promise you, uh, as president, you're called much worse than dude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, I mean, the fake laughter is off yeah, the charts. Yeah, they, but yeah. I, can't, I can't blame Ryan Seacrest. If Barack Obama called into this show, which, I mean, fuck it, if Ryan Seacrest is booking him, I should, I should give it a whirl. Yeah. Send out a couple of press releases, try well, to get... Notice every time Obama says Ryan Seacrest's name, it sounds like a robot voice doing it. <laughs> yeah. Ryan yeah, Seacrest. Didn't hit hard, huh? <laughs> Have fun. See you guys. Sorry, man. Um, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Good old Ryan Seacrest. Well, he does say Ryan, though, so it was, it was for their show, but I mean... Yeah, no, it, just because they went but back Chris and Chris Rock forth didn't and... have any personalized things to any of us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, what are you doing? Hey, guys! And it was like that. Hello there, DJs! <laughs> Yo, come out to the concert tonight! Did I ever tell you the time that I realized the difference between black people and N-words? The N-words have got to go! Come out to your local community center for the Chris Rock Show! Yeah, that was when Bill Cosby was doing Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I couldn't stay in the Chris Rock voice well, the you entire know, time. We had, we had people lined up outside our radio station because they thought he was really a down. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people are dopey. Speaking of dopey people. <laughs> dopey. Dopey's your yeah, new word today. I like it. I love it. I, I mean, like I don't it. I don't want to be so negative and vulgar all the time, so I feel like dopey, it's very condescending, and it gets a message across. But speaking of dopey, this lady, thank God uh, she's not in politics anymore, but Sarah Palin's Alaska is coming to TLC. Sarah, you ready? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we are somewhere that uh, people dream about. Family comes first. It's just got to be that way. No boys go that's really funny. Her saying no boys to the younger daughter. Meanwhile, her. So meanwhile, Bristol Palin, of course, had the child out of wedlock, and then now goes around and teaches everyone the virtues of abstinence and not having premarital sex, which is kind of bizarre because that's what you became known for. Cheers. This is flipping fun. How come we can't ever just be satisfied with tranquility? How come we can't? Because you're nasally droning. Well, like, yes, yeah, seventy percent of the country buys into this shit. You know. It's I'll be doing this than in some duffy old political office. I'd rather be out here being free. You can! Go out there and be free. Yeah. A lot of people will be happy with you just going out and living in the wilderness. You, you know, when she said the word tranquility, what's the opposite of an onomatopoeia? <laughs> because it was like, tranquility! Right, exactly. It was the most What is she doing in tranquil. this clip? She's just exploring Alaska! Yay! Like a, a four-wheeler or what? Yeah, she's yeah. doing. She's canoeing. Yay! It's tranquil. I'm on a four wheeler. Yay! I don't need some stuffy political office. Fine, be a reality TV star. Be man versus wild. Be uh, Palin just, versus wild. I'm fine with that. But just stay uh, stay out of uh, any only, sort of political office. It's only because she's good looking, though. That's all we, the reason we care, right? Right. I mean, well, because... They don't want to see Meg Whitman up there in Alaska. Like, <laughs> Meg Whitman in Alaska. Like, I'm not tuning into that shit. <laughs> Watch it. No, I don't, I don't think that would get a lot of ratings. Meg Whitman dropped like, close to $150 million on the yeah. race and lost of her own money. Okay, I understand if you have some highfalutin friends. Hey, why not be governor? Okay, it's fun. But to put up $150 million of your dollars to have a job that no one wants, that people are just going to hate you for, that you're going to make the entire state worse? No, Jerry Brown's not going to fix California. Meg Whitman's not going to fix California. And $150 million. Let's say you turn things around. So you're known as a good governor. Is that worth $150 million in busting your ass? I don't understand why some of these people like run when they get called out on certain shit. 
like the the two guys running for mayor in Chicago or whatever. The um, one of the guys, he got caught lying about his his service over in Iraq. Yeah, there are people like, like lie about their Vietnam yeah, service. He said he got shot in Iraq and he came back and then they go, then he got caught lying and they're like, well, you lied about. It. He's like. Yeah, I admit it, I lied, and let's get let's just get past it. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Why would you still run? They're like, yeah, they're crazy. indignant that you brought it up. The guy out in um the guy that won in Connecticut admitted the lying about his Vietnam service. Yeah. He, he said he was you know training all these troops for Vietnam and doing and they came out that that wasn't the case at all. He was some reservist that didn't do anything. Like I even when someone calls me out like that like in private I'm so <laughs> red faced. Like in, let alone well I think BRT, that's part of like still run and want to be in the public eye right. It's it's amazing. These people are such well, I think narcissists. That's, I think that's part of the gene of being a politician is having no shame or no ability to say I'm sorry I messed up or no, yeah no sense of reality or just this constant wanting to put the best face forward. Like they've all kind of read this manual that says whatever happens smile look into the <laughs> camera thank your constituents thank everyone shake hands make eye contact address everyone by name Logan you're very important to me you're very important as a, yeah. as a, as a citizen of California and a citizen of this great country we're gonna do whatever it takes to get you to support my campaign and we're at logan i promise you that thank you for your time ryan seacrest <laughs> exactly i but I, I feel like it works though and like you know people forget and then you'll see these people's popularity ratings going up and down like wow now he's hot like like we totally forgot he's a liar you know right. like people, people are stupid the moral of the story is we're stupid the politicians are stupid everything's stupid Sarah Palin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's hot. Good old Sarah Palin. Yeah, she's attractive, There's especially by politicians. Trying to think of the porn star's name. She's just. Uh, yeah, just. Uh, I was just. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, there was a porn star that dressed up like Lisa Sarah Ann. Palin. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Ann. Looks just like her. Beautiful. Yeah, I think. Uh, didn't she put out a video like Nailin Palin or some yeah, sort yeah, of parody? Yeah, Palin. It's really She'll good. be on one of our uh, Brought to you by Nailin Palin. Soon. Oh, nice. All right, yeah, guys. Well, well, thanks for coming in. We're gonna wrap things up here. Logan, you want to take us out with a haiku? Let's do it. Obama Seacrest Charlie Murphy's bad stand-up <laughs> Dopey politics Alright, Rick, uh, thanks for stopping by Where can people check you out? Uh, you can go check us out at thatguyandhisfriend.com Okay, that guy and his friend Check me out on uh, Andy Cozell, Facebook, Andy Cozell. Andy Cozell. Always putting up some witty stuff, you know, some videos. Yeah. Pics of me. He's always yeah. active, man. He's got he's great a, pics of him up there. He's a great social networker. A lot of pics of me if you want to see what I look like. Yeah, if you want to see what looks like, look at his pics. Send me some pics over, you know, and I'll put them up. Yeah, I don't know if you're plugging your comedy or looking to hook up with chicks online, but either way, make make it happen. Check it's, out. It's all, aren't they the same thing? Check out Andy Cozell. And uh, next Tuesday, I, I'll have uh, more information if you Twitter at Green Room Show, but it looks like we're going to be doing a show on comedy.com coming up. So uh, look for that on Tuesday. And uh, thank you very much for tuning into the Green Room. We do it live every Thursday at 8 o'clock on LA Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also check my shit out at DocumentaryLabel.com.